You're listening to Japanese Baptist Church in Seattle, Washington. Hi, JBC. For this brief segment for JBC Connect today, I wanted to share about something that's been on my heart. And I wanted to talk about how my experience as an Asian North American, as an Asian Canadian, um, has something to say about the movement of Black Lives Matter and how we have a unique perspective and how we can speak into it, not just as、uh, Asian North Americans, but also as Christians. And where I'm sharing from is something that I want to share about,、uh, if you might know, is、uh, this thing called the model minority myth. And it's a complex subject and it's evolved over time. And、um, I'm not a trained scholar, but from what I share about it, is to kind of have the, to share about this、uh, understanding that is out there in the world where Asians are somehow a model minority in North America. And some of the narratives would say that's because Asian Americans are hardworking, they're diligent. They take care of their family, and,、uh, they, and as a result, they are more educated, more successful. And, I and what ends up happening is that the model minority is believed by the greater culture and even, in fact, by Asian Americans themselves. And I suppose you can have some correlations of definitely people who are like that. I definitely have peers and Even my own family members, I think, who could perhaps on the surface look like they've accomplished that,、um, the narrative of the model minority. But we have, to be very we have to be very careful here and be cautious of why this,、uh, what this model minority is doing and how, in fact, it can even be a vehicle for racism towards other minorities. What I have heard in my Asian American experience, being a second generation Korean, is,、uh, and if you don't know, second generation Korean would mean, in my context, is that my parents、uh, immigrated here from Korea and、um, I was born in Canada. And for se second generation North Americans, sometimes what we'd hear is that、um, our parents came at great cost and great sacrifice. And truly, every story I hear about, Of second generation parents, like they're remarkable people. And they went through great sacrifice, without a doubt, to go to great lengths so that their children could get educated and do well in the world. But sometimes what ends up happening is that they think because they work so hard and they look at their children and they see that they were successful, they begin to look at other minorities and say, like, well, why didn't they work as hard as us? Because we just had to work hard and look at Look at us, we're successful now. So, the problem is if I see any minority person who doesn't do well, clearly it's because they're lazy. And I hate to say it, but I hear this narrative far more often than it should be. And I want to say, as an Asian American, it's important to realize is that we are not aware that there are systems in place for different communities. And I want to talk specifically about black communities. That there are actual systemic, systemic institutional problems that are preventing successes, preventing people to integrate into parts of society where they could get the opportunities that we as Asian Americans had. And it's not simply a case of being lazy and being kept in these difficult situations in these、um, certain areas in the city. 
there are actual real structures in place that prevent people from mobilizing upward in society. And in fact, for Asian Americans, they need to stop and pause for a moment to think about the immigration history is that a lot of the successes and a lot of the opportunities and abilities that we had as Asian Americans wouldn't have happened unless we had the groundbreaking work of the civil rights movement before the boom of Asian immigration. Every Asian story, every Asian context has a difficult story. And that doesn't mean that we are then free of racial biases towards other races. We have been oppressed and in many ways, different groups of Asian Americans have actually attacked other Asian Americans and judged them. And we even see this in discussions where there are certain neighborhoods and cities where I can speak from my Korean context. As a Korean North American, I have seen where there are Korean communities and the narratives against black communities and then we start to lift up these myths. And the crazy thing about this myth is that it would often be used as a defense to, for people to say like, oh, I'm not racist, like I love Asian people, look at them, they're great, and use the model minority myth. And it would be this way of pitting minorities against each other. And also to justify, to say like, I'm not being racist, like just be like them, just be like those good Asians. And we bought into a lie. And it makes me think about the letter that Paul wrote to the, the, the Galatians. And if you've read about this letter, basically Paul is addressing a very serious issue. It's even crept into the leadership of the apostles. We read about how Peter began to even distance himself from the Gentiles who were, becoming, uh, who were coming to the faith. He began associating with the Jews. And he started beginning to adopt old Jewish traditions. And he wouldn't even sit with the Gentiles. Now, it's crazy. They're all in Christ. They're all Christians. But then these cultural, uh, religious rules started coming up and dividing people. Sound familiar? And Paul had to call them all out and say, hey, this is unacceptable. For you to begin to put standards and expectations on other groups is forgetting about what Jesus Christ did for everyone. In Christ, all are one. There is no male, nor female, nor Jew, nor Gentile. There's nothing. There's none of these dividing lines that we create. In Christ, we are all one. And Paul goes even stronger in this very passionate letter to say that it's not about this rule, keeping this rule, or not keeping that rule. What counts is faith expressing itself through love. And he concludes the letter with a powerful statement, again saying it's not about circumcised or uncircumcised, this rule or that rule, it's about the new creation. And this is something that all Christians of all backgrounds must wrestle with and must realize at the center of our faith, that in Christ, we no longer look at each other with the divides that the world does. We don't pit ourselves and have expectations and judgments on each other because in Christ, we are all forgiven by grace. Now think about how powerful that message could be in this movement right now with Black Lives Matter, with um, all the struggles that are happening in the Asian American community to this day, with racism, struggles of immigration. If we could really be consistent with what the Bible teaches us is that in Christ we are one. 
that in Christ, the most important thing is that we are a new creation. We don't look at each other the way the world does. How different our world would be. And so I want to challenge all Christians and myself to think very seriously that grace is not this abstract um, feel-good message. Grace has a very real application in this world. Join with the Apostle Paul and be passionate about injustice and division. To be passionate about rooting it out, exposing it, calling it out, and calling for change. This is not just a political push. This is the movement of the kingdom of God. Amen.